Hello, all you spooky friends. I'm Lauren. And I'm Dallas. And welcome to Spooky Spooky Talk, Talk, a podcast about true crime, paranormal activity, and anything that is just downright spooky. All right, everybody. So welcome to episode two. If you are still here, we really greatly appreciate that. And make sure to tell your friends and family about us. Get us known. So that way other people can enjoy us too. So we had a little bit of a mishap. We originally had a different story up for episode two, but um, we we were recording in a different location and the acoustics in the room just weren't working and the sound was a little messed up. Um, Dallas did try and fix it, but it it wasn't up to our quality. It wasn't something that I wanted to put out there with my name on. And he agreed as well that, you know, it sounded better than we originally did, but it was just that one specific place wasn't the best audio um, recording. So we decided to go ahead and redo this and give you a different episode instead. We are sorry. We picked the bouquet of oopsie daisies. We did. So we hope that you enjoy this new episode too. So it's going to be a spooky one. So let's go ahead and buckle up and enjoy the ride. Warning. This episode contains cussing, dangerous activities, paranormal, talk of demon, and scary dialogue. Spooky Talk does not recommend that you play the games that will be discussed. It is very strongly advised that you don't play. If you do, Spooky Talk is not responsible or held liable for anything that may or may not happen to you during or after a game. Listener discretion is advised. All right, Dallas, are you ready to hear about the different games we're not going to play? I'm ready. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, let's go. And it is spooky stuff, so welcome to Spooky Talk. Yay, spooky. (laughs) Okay, so the first game is called The Three Kings. You need two players. So one principal, which is going to be player one, and then one partner, which is player two. It's called three kings and there's a principal? The principal, it means like the person, like the... The king? The person playing. Oh, okay. Yeah. You need to both be mentally, spiritually, and emotionally stable. You need to be free of drugs and alcohol within the last three to five days. So, I mean, that pretty much cuts out like 90% of people, I would think. I I don't know about you, but I'm not mentally, spiritually, and emotionally stable. So, I wouldn't qualify for this game anyways. And what you need is one large, quiet room, preferably a basement, a pack of candles, a lighter, a bucket of water, a cup, an electric fan, two large mirrors, three chairs, an alarm clock, a fully charged cell phone for yourself and your partner, a place to sleep, preferably your own bed, and a small object of sentimental value. How am I supposed to carry around the kitchen sink? Is that your sentimental? No, like the list is like everything in the kitchen sink. Oh, I I know, How am I supposed to carry around the kitchen sink with all this? Yeah, it's very specific, but the so here's how to play, and the rules will kind of tell you what to do with all of these objects. So you begin at 11 p.m. If your partner is not present or have been explained their role, do not play. You know, don't play anyways, but... Yeah, don't, don't play. They must stay for the duration of the game. 
Cover any windows before playing. Place one chair facing north in your dark room. This is your throne. Place the other chairs facing your throne at arm's length. One is the queen's throne and one is the fool's throne. Place one mirror on the queen's chair and the fool's chair. You should be able to see your reflection in your peripheral vision while seated. Put your cup and bucket of water in front of you out of reach. Place the fan behind you. Have it on medium to low. Always avoid high. Leave the room, but do not close the door. Set down the candles, lighter, and make sure your cell phone is charging. Set your alarm clock for 3.30 a.m. While holding your sentimental item, get some sleep. When your alarm goes off, you have three minutes to light a candle and be seated on your throne. Don't turn the lights on while doing this. If for some reason the following happens, do not continue. You will need to take yourself and your partner and any other occupants and leave the house. You cannot return until after 6 a.m. And that would kind of piss me off if, like, I lived with some roommates or something that played this and they woke me up at, like, 11.30 midnight and said that we have to leave the house and stay in a hotel. I would be pretty upset. Right. (laughs) So, number one, your cell phone did not charge. Number two, your alarm clock did not go off at 3.30 a.m. Three, the door to your dark room is closed. Four, the fan in the dark room is turned off. Five, not seated at your throne at 3.33 a.m. If all seems good, go ahead and sit on your throne. Make sure you don't look at either of the mirrors and make sure your candle is lit and stays lit. Keep your eyes directly in front of you. Without looking at the mirror or candle, you are now able to ask questions. You might not get a response, but if you do, don't look in the mirrors. Don't take any response too seriously. The response could either be the queen's response or the fool's response, but you don't know which is which. Creepy. Yeah, because one always lies and one always tells the truth. There is a twist as well. Whatever is communicating through the mirror sees you as the queen or the fool as well. Don't leave your throne until 4.34 a.m. At this time, your partner should call your name. If you don't answer, they need to call your cell phone. If you still don't answer, your partner should enter the dark room and use the water to wake you up. Now, if your body is suddenly moved and the candle goes out, the game is over. If you become lost in the darkness, use your object to help you find your way back. It is close to a meditation game, only gazing into the darkness. One man claims that his mind eventually blocked out the noise of the fan and he was almost in a trance-like state. But this, along with other games we discuss, is from a creepypasta. Does not mean you should play. You are still messing with stuff that should be left alone. You don't want to invite something in that you can't get rid of. Yeah, I'm sitting in the room with the well. The, I'm sitting on the throne with the well in the well lit room. So yeah, I'm I'm not playing. I am definitely not playing. <laughs> no, because that I mean, just the whole thing kind of gives you just that creep vibe factor, anyways. And then when you're playing with mirrors and lighting, and it's just you know you might see stuff that you don't want to see, and yeah, it's, it's just best not to really mess with that. Okay, um, so the second game is called the shoebox game. 
This game is about creating a phone that you can call to the other side, the realm of the dead. You'd probably would like to contact the loved one that has passed, but be careful. Sometimes you can dial the wrong number. So what you need to play? One player only. Establish your closet as your phone booth. Shoebox that has a lid. Thread about four feet in length. A needle. Scissors. A power object that represents the one that you want to contact. A sheet of paper. A pen. And a paper cup. So part one is the outbound call. Make sure it's at the end of your day, right before bed. Turn off all electronic devices, including your phone, but leave the lights on. When you feel the moment is right, take your pen and paper and write a letter to the person you are trying to contact. Don't cross out any mistakes, just keep writing. When you're done, tie one end of the thread to your power object and the other end using the needle and poke a hole in the bottom of the cup. It is basically like the kind of phone that kids would make using paper cups and a string. Kind of the same idea. Yeah. So make sure you write your letter before you construct your phone. Next, read your letter out loud into the paper cup and make sure you include all mistakes. Place the lid on the box and the cup face down on top. This is the way you end your outbound call. And then part two is the incoming call. The phone will ring in your dreams. Sometimes it takes a couple of days. Sometimes it's the same night. You will dream of who is trying to contact you. To answer the call, do not turn on the lights. If the paper cup is still on top of the shoebox the way you left it, you can answer the call. Place the cup up to your ear and listen closely. Don't talk, just listen. To end the call, cut the string with the scissors, but do not open the shoebox. Burn the paper cup and place the shoebox in the back of your closet and don't ever open it again. Now, if the shoebox is open, when you go to answer and the cup is tipped over, do not take the call. You dialed the wrong number. At this point, you can try the game again with a different box, but you will never know what you may contact if you keep playing. My advice is just not to play at all. We have all seen Jumanji, right? Even though this is also a creepy pasta, it does not make it any less safe than it already is. And just imagine all the shoes you'd have to buy to have that many shoe boxes. Yeah, and then, you know, if you have to put in, like, that sentimental object of the person that you're trying to contact, and then knowing that you can't ever open the box again, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, I don't really want to lose that, you know? Yeah, and then where would you store all these shoe boxes that you can't use anymore or ever open? That's, like, where are you going to put it, like? And what if one day you forget you're just moving stuff around and you forget and you open up the shoebox? What are you unleashing on yourself? Exactly. Or like think about it this way too, is that you have to tote that shoebox with you everywhere you go. You have to take it to every house you move into. And then what happens when you, you have die? To, like, take it to work with No, it just has to stay in your house, like oh, in the back of your closet, okay. just so that way it like stays closed. Remember the shoebox, but don't don't open it. Yeah, so what if, like, my kid, like, okay, so when I die and, like, let's say we have kids and they're going through my stuff, are they going to open that shoebox? And then Satan comes in like, oh, welcome, children. You finally let me out of the shoebox. <laughs> yeah, so 
it's just just another thing to not really, you know, it's I'm I'm not a fan of these games. I never really played like Bloody Mary or Candyland. One time I think it, it was my birthday, like my 12th birthday or something. I had some girls over and I had a couple of popular ones. I was I was not very popular. And I thought I was so lucky because I had a couple of popular girls at my party and they wanted to play the light as a feather, as stiff as a board game. It didn't work, but I don't know. And like the whole thing, like with Ouija boards too, I, I don't, I don't like those. You should not mess with those. More like Ouija no-nos. Yeah. And like those, like they wanted to play that too. And I just, I don't know. I have played before. I will never, ever play again. It's just this kind of stuff you don't want to mess with i think most of the time you know it's good to let things just be okay so the third game is the man in the fields and this one kind of creeps me out a bit they all creep me out yeah (laughs) this game is one that might tip the scales of temptation because you have a lot more to gain with this game The game allegedly originated in the British Isles during the Middle Ages and was passed down for many, many years. It bears a lot of similarities to other games that you should never play, so it could just be another urban legend like Slenderman. Regardless, you should not play anyways. So, that is not a scarecrow. What you need to play. One player. A backyard or garden. A house with at least one room with only one door, it needs to have a lock, and it needs to be empty. A candle, a lighter and press matches, a crucifix, an analog watch, no cell phones because they will not work, and here's how to play. Begin after sunset, but make sure it's before midnight. It's recommended to not begin less than one hour before midnight. You may want to be on the side of caution and give yourself some extra time. With your crucifix on your person, clear the backyard of any people. You need to be alone. Go ahead and light your candle. In the backyard, turn to face your house, say the phrase, but who will scare the crows away? Seven times. After the last repetition, listen. If you hear nothing, it failed. You can go back into your house, but it's better if you leave and do not return until after 6 a.m. So, sounds kind of familiar, huh? Oh, yeah. But the choice is yours. If you do hear something, then it's showtime. You will hear, that's not your biggest problem. If you made it to this point, he is right. Return to your house without looking back and close the door. Even though your room should be empty, let's get real. So make sure if there's anything open in the room, close it. Closets, windows, dressers, containers, vents. Make sure you do not miss anything. Leave your crucifix in this room. This is your safe room. So if anybody that's played Resident Evil, you know the safe room is the best thing ever. Take your candle and leave the room. Now the game begins. This is why we recommend that you need extra time. 
Everything that can be open in your house will be open. Now it's your job to close everything before the clock strikes midnight. You will see a man whose skin appears as ash out of the corner of your eye. Do not look, but it's all right. No need to fear him. Do not look in your backyard. If you do, go to your safe room immediately. At that point, lock the door and be prepared to hold your crucifix until 6 a.m. No matter what you hear, stay in that room. After you made sure that you closed everything, you can go to bed. Try and sleep, but keep your eyes closed. If you wake up in the morning, you've won. Your prize is that you will be safe for an entire year, but it depends on how much time you gave yourself for the game. Three hours is physical safety, no illness, no injuries, and perfect health for a year. Two hours, physical and financial, perfect health, and you will have no money problems for a year. And one hour, total safety. You will have no negative consequences for anything. So that's why this game is a little tempting, because you're like, oh, you know, I could probably do it, but... Well, let's roll the dice. Yeah, but I mean, come on, like, are we really sure it's going to work? So I just, I, I wouldn't risk it. It's Yeah, who, how, how's this entity supposed to know that I'm not going to go out and get hit by a bus? I mean, who knows? So, any attempts before 9 a.m. will not be successful. An attempt done with less than one hour till midnight will result in the same effect. Now, for your backyard. There will be a scarecrow-like figure outside, but it is very tall and missing a head. Get ready, because when he sees you, he is going to start climbing down off of his post. He's going to see you without a head? Yeah. Like, you could tell, because probably, like, the body will turn towards you, and then it's going to start climbing down. So, I mean, automatically right there is probably enough to make you run. Or need to change my underwear. Yeah, because this could be code brown, so. It's definitely reaching the code brown levels here. Oh, yeah. So, even though it's missing a head, yes, it can still see you, um, and it's going to start climbing down off of his post. This is when it's time to run. You have exactly one minute to get to your safe room and lock the door. Leave the door locked until 6 a.m. If, if you do not make it in time, he will cut your head off. You will also hope that you 100% closed everything in your safe room. Even if one thing is open, he will get in. Even though the prizes for this game are very tantalizing, it's still not enough to make sure we want to, like, you know, it's not enough to make sure that we want to play. I don't need the image of a headless man climbing off of a post burned into my brain. And also probably for the better not to mess with the possible spirits or anything else that might be lurking in the dark. Or anything that wants to chop my head off. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know about you, but I like my head. I want to keep it where it's at. Yeah, it's in a good spot right now. And I'm also a very firm believer in letting the dead rest. So like I said many times, I'm going to say it again. I don't care that I sound like a broken record, but do not ever play these games, regardless if you think they are fake. It's just not a good idea, and you do not need to expose yourself and others to it. 
So stay safe and play Monopoly on game night. Maybe some Clue. Something like that. So thank you guys so much for still, if you're still here for listening. Um, We are sorry that we had kind of a little mishap with episode two, but we're hoping that, um, you know, we can still get this posted up here because we try to post every Monday. We're still learning. We are still learning, yes, and we are getting a little better with each time. So, because we, I know that this one is going to sound a lot better than the last one we did. Um, Hopefully, knock on wood. Yeah, just because we are in a smaller room, so the acoustics aren't so open, and it's a little bit easier to control the sound that way. Um, so go ahead and follow us on Instagram. It is spooky podcast. Make sure you put the dots in there. We'll come up. I will put up pictures of um, little scrap arts and things like that to highlight the games today. And we put other, we put pictures um, of the cases that we put up there as well. And you can go ahead and email us at spookytalkpodcast at gmail.com. You can give us case suggestions, comments, or anything like that. Please rate and review us and follow us on Spotify. And please tell your friends and family about us so that way we can go ahead and get out there and they can enjoy the episodes too. All right, Dallas, did you have any feedback about the episode that you wanted to add? All I know is I am definitely not playing those games. I do not recommend it for any of our listeners. Uh, I just get, I got the goosebumps just from hearing it. I can only imagine what it would be like actually playing those games. Talk about uh, nightmares for months. I'll pass on that. Thank you. <laughs> well, I remember too when I was researching it and I was trying to pick like um, which games to kind of go over. And I remember I told you about the elevator game and you got really upset at me because you got all freaked out. That one's creepy too. They're all really creepy. It's just like, Ew. they are. And that's why, like, I. Okay. So I love spooky stuff. Halloween is my favorite holiday. Like, I love to do scary, I love to do makeup to make myself look scary. Like, we have all sorts of creepy stuff in our room. But I don't like to be, like, physically scared, I guess. Like, I love watching scary movies and hiding under the covers and, like, covering my eyes and kind of peeking through. Like, I love being that kind of scared. Like, when we went and saw It Chapter 2 in theaters and when I was standing in line, like, I could feel, like, my heart rate picking up and I was so excited because I knew I was going to be freaked out and scared but I don't do like the haunted houses that you walk through that take like an hour to get through where there's like small spaces claustrophobia and then people that like chase you and the chainsaws at the end like I can't handle any of that shit so I just don't go yeah even though (laughs) there's no chain on there it's like Ooh, I still don't want to be chased with a chainsaw. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm that kind of person where, like, I'm kind of like deer in the headlights at first. And I remember the very first time I, first time and only time I ever went to a haunted house is when I was 14 years old. And the guide had to tell the guys to get off of me because I was like in the corner of this fenced in wood chipped yard. And they were rubbing the chainsaws at me and I was freaking out and screaming and they wouldn't let me by. And I started crying and I know that everybody was laughing at me, but I didn't care. So like that was probably 
one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. Yeah, that's not cool that they cornered you and trapped you. <laughs> no. At least but... let you have like an exit route. I know. And like, I was just like, okay, you know what? I was like, I did not enjoy this. So I don't think this is ever going to be anything that I will do again. So if we have children someday, Dallas, and they want to do it, it's going to have to be you. That's going to have to take them. Mom will wait outside for you. <laughs> she will have her snow cone with a shot of vodka snuck into it and some kind of snack. And I will have a book and I will wait the hour for you guys and I will take you home, but I will not go in. <laughs> not for mom. Not for mom. Alrighty, you guys. Well, thank you so much for uh, listening to us. We really do appreciate it. I really, really, really enjoy doing this. And so does Dallas. So that's why we're going to go ahead and try to keep posting on Mondays. So I think at this time, it's just best to go ahead and say goodbye. And until next time. Stay spooky. Stay spooky, everybody. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.